Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Did you know that many Christian churches around the globe focus on four words leading up to Christmas? Do you happen to know what those words are? All right, here you go. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Now, no matter what your spiritual background is, my guess is that you want more of those four things in your life. We all need more hope, peace, joy, and love. That is for sure. Now, ironically, it's also during the four weeks leading up to Christmas that many of us experience the most stressful time during our entire year. You've got gifts, parties, Santa, expectations of others, seeing family members. Oh, my. And that's why I'm excited to introduce you to Karen Martell. She's a certified transformational nutrition coach, founder of the On Track Women's Transformational Weight Loss Program, and host of the popular women's health podcast called The Other Side of Weight Loss. She is passionate about helping women break through weight loss resistance and find their personal weight loss code through nutrition, breaking through emotional blocks, hormone optimization, and managing stress. In this episode, you'll learn how women handle stress differently than men, why constant stress raises cortisol and negatively impacts your body, practical ways to take care of yourself during the holidays, and why asking for help is so important. Now, before we jump into the conversation, I want to invite you to let me know what you enjoy about the Inspiration Rising podcast, what can be improved, and what guest you think would be great on the show. So email me directly at david at insporising.com. I love hearing from listeners, so feel free to reach out and say hello. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Karen Martell. Well, Karen, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, Dave. So we are just now stepping into the holidays. Uh, yes. in, 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 I mean, man, we just passed Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's crazy. People are decorating. They're shopping. They're spending all kinds of money that they don't even have. And of course, juggling it all in the process, whether that's jobs or kids or you know, all of that. From your experience as you're coaching primarily women, how does that impact our bodies and our spirits, our souls, that, that trying to keep up with everything, not just year round, but especially during the holiday season? Yeah. I mean, just day to day right now is, is so stressful in so many ways to our body right now. Like whether it's just the fact that women, especially like we're not only having a job, a nine to five job, you know, five days a week, we're, we still are taking care of the kids and we're maintaining the household. We tend to just be that kind of in charge main caregiver and are then you, we are you oh, saying oh. that women primarily take care of the kids in the household? Is that what you're telling me? In most cases, yes, yes. Unfortunately, statistics so say. statistics say I didn't think so, Dave, until I started working with women, and I started seeing this like reoccurring thing that these women would be telling me these stories of. Well, you know, and then I get home, and then I make dinner for the kids, and then I got to put them to bed, and then I got to bath them, and I'm thinking like. And where's the husband in this picture? What is he doing? He's playing video games. <laughs> right? And it's like, there's, oh, 
yeah, he can't cook or he doesn't do that. He just, and all of these excuses coming out and not to say this is, this is not every man. I have a man that he does everything that I do. There's, there's a complete equality there. And I have other friends that I have seen that happen, but just in most cases, I don't see it. Does he and, breastfeed? <laughs> That's what he I does know. not breastfeed. Okay, you there said it. I'm just saying. True, but I'm not breastfeed either right now. Okay, that's true. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but still, yes. And I, I, what happens is women's bodies, we don't handle stress the same way a man does. So not only is this happening to us on a day-to-day basis where we're just running ourselves thin, uh, we also have the impact of, food stress on us. Like, you know, just eating bad foods is a stress on your system. Dieting is a stress on your system. And most women tend to be on a diet. Artificial lighting, as I'm staring into my great big ring light here, (laughs) is a stress to your body. When you're constantly under these kinds of lights, it actually is signaling to your body that's one o'clock in the afternoon all day long. And that affects your hormones. We women, we don't handle this like men do. We don't handle cortisol, our stress hormone, the same way. Tell me about that. Help help yeah. me understand how women handle stress differently than than men. We, like women, we can think of a million different things at, at once. Men, on the other hand, you guys are quite like, you can you can really just hone in on one thing. You don't have all these bazillion thoughts about trying to take care of everything at one time. Not the same way as women do. And that's a hormonal thing. Women are just natural caregivers, right? And and we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot by, <laughs> by, by being this way. But we, because we don't handle stress the same way, we don't handle those cortisol. And so cortisol is your fight or flight hormone. So great. It's there if, you know, a tiger's chasing you and you need to run away quick or you need to fight if someone's trying to fight you. It pumps, comes on and you're ready to roll. It increases blood sugar so that you have instant energy to the muscles so that you can run or fight. There's no more tigers around. And yes, we have justification for those like instant in need of cortisol Mm -hmm. times. But what's happening right now on an epidemic level is we are constantly raising cortisol because of either because we're, we're, it's just in our head. We're just worrying way Mm -hmm. too much about whether that's our kids, our job or everything that's going around us. We're very empathetic. So it's all of these things are in our head. It's a perception and that just those thoughts raise those cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. The artificial lighting does, um, dieting does, right? If you're not eating properly, that's a stress on your system and that will raise cortisol. If you don't sleep, a good solid eight hours of sleep every night, that will raise your cortisol. So we're seeing all of these things coming at us. Every time we even just eat sugar, drink a cup of coffee, cortisol goes up. Hmm. So you can then imagine all of this cortisol pumping through the system. Mm -hmm. What begins to happen, especially as we age, in order to make cortisol, so this is, we're going to get a little sciencey here. In I'm order ready, to I'm ready. Make, okay, because it'll help you to help everyone to understand it. In order to make cortisol, your body needs a, a hormone called progesterone in women. Okay. Women. Okay, so women need progesterone. It's a precursor to make cortisol. Well, progesterone's the hormone that 
helps us to um, sleep really well, helps um, relieve anxiety, depression, helps with water retention. It's really important for our metabolism. It helps your thyroid to function better. It helps a person to lose weight. It helps you to have a sex drive, helps you not to have the muffin top, things like that, like what we're seeing so much of right now. And so if your cortisol is constantly pumping on, Mm-hmm. It will sap your progesterone. If okay. you sap your progesterone, you'll be infertile. You won't have a sex drive. You'll gain weight. Your thyroid goes down, and your body will always prefer the cortisol pathway instead of the other hormone pathways because it's a survival hormone. We need mm-hmm. it to survive. So if you're constantly stressed out, which we are, you're going to drain that progesterone store. And then we start to see a lot of problems. So back to your coming into the Christmas holidays, Mm -hmm. I always tell women, like usually women are like, oh, let's just throw out the diet for the month and let's just go crazy because they're so stressed out and there's money, there's financial burdens, there's family coming into town. And on top of that, there's all the cocktail parties and 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 goodies. And class parties. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's just everything, right? Tons of excuses to eat the not so good foods and stress your system out even further. So in this time is the most important time to make sure that you actually are taking time for yourself and you're, and you're watching what you eat. And even if you can escape and even if you have to downsize the amount that you're, you know, taking care of yourself or eating well, mm-hmm. just make sure you're at least trying to balance what you're doing. So maybe it's not as good as always, but to, that the importance of that balance not only in all of life, but especially during the holiday season. And, mm-hmm. and you'll come out on the other side of it in January, not going, oh my God, now I need to diet. I need to get on the exercise plan, which in and of itself could once again backfire. Hmm. So if, my, if a woman's progesterone is depleted or not functioning the way it should, what is the, what's the ramifications of that? Um, you said infertile. Yeah, I was going to say lower sex drive, infertility, lower sex drive. Very, very hard to lose weight. Um, Women, you can get things like um, when when we have low progesterone, it it means that there's going to be likely higher estrogen, which then causes estrogen dominance. And so that's that's what I see more than anything in my practice is this estrogen dominance and a low progesterone. And when it's like that, then we we run into a lot of problems. And and I see this daily all day long with women. And, and especially as we hit our forties, this becomes almost across the board, what starts to happen because progesterone, when we hit about 35, it starts to, to go down and estrogen stay up. And so progesterone comes down and we get this estrogen dominance and low progesterone. Um, this can cause everything from endometriosis to breast cancer, to early perimenopausal symptoms, hot flashes, um, the low libido, aging skin, uh, pretty much everything that you don't want <laughs> starts to have anxiety, depression, fibroids, ovarian cysts, goes on and on. And so that progesterone is so important because and that can be that can be tested. Is that that's right? You're testing correct. hormones. Yes. You do that through is that through a blood test or through fecal test or saliva or how does that work? 
The best, most accurate way is saliva because saliva okay. is going to test what's called unbound hormones. There's bound, so hormones can be bound to a protein. And when they're bound, only a very, very small amount of them can be used in the body. When they're un, it's the unbound levels, the ones that we want to use, can use, that we want to measure because then it's more accurate. So you can do a blood test through your doctor, um, but you're only going to be able to test bound hormones then. Uh, so it's easy, it's better to get the saliva hormone testing done. And saliva will also test your cortisol four times in a day because cortisol has a rhythm. And we really want to see what is that doing throughout the whole day because you could have great cortisol in the morning and then it tanks in the afternoon or you could have it go up at nighttime when it's supposed to be at its lowest and causing you insomnia. And so it's a really good, I've had so many women say, I didn't think I was stressed. I was one of them. Um, I didn't think I was stressed. And then I saw my cortisol levels. I was like, oh, this is not normal. Like, I just thought I'm doing what everybody else is doing. This is life. This is, you know, I didn't consider myself one of these stressed out people. Mm -hmm. I was just normal, living my normal life. And yet my body was telling me something completely different. And I wasn't handling that stress very well. Mm. Now, one of the, we've been talking about the body primarily and obviously the mind, but I know you also are concerned about the implications of this stress and trying to juggle it all on the spirit or the soul. Mm -hmm. How does that, how, how does that play out? Like, how does that, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can guess, but you know, how does that stress impact the soul or spirit in within us? Yeah, this is the big thing that I, I think a lot of um, mainstream practitioners don't talk about enough, which is as we age, we really start to, we don't only, not only go through this hormonal shift that I was just talking about, we go through a spiritual shift and it's, and it's very related to that physical uh, hormone imbalance starting to happen. We're at an age when, when you hit 40, most likely you've, you know, you've, you've married or you've, you're now getting rid of the guy. You've kind of decided you know, at that you've point, you're either, you've either decided to keep him or ditch him and you're on your second one or whatever, you know, like it's, it's not that priority that it once was when you're in your twenties and thirties, you're usually done having children. Now, some women, a small percentage of women aren't, but your body is done, is starting to be very done with having children hormonally, mm -hmm. which, which means that those hormones, those that drive to go out and procreate and caregive and, and, and take care of everybody shifts because our, those hormones are going down. And it's the first time in a woman's life where she actually starts to say, what about me? Mm -hmm. What do I want? And it's so, it's, it's amazing how many women are so unsettled and that unsettledness shows up differently for so many. Like it can show up with just really severe hormone dysfunction. It can show up in illness or disease. And it's like this, the body calling out to say like, Hey, it's about you right now. And it's so mm. foreign to women that they really try to suppress it. So many of us have young kids still. And so we can't really be like even though our hormones are telling us that we just want to be more alone and we want to just take care of ourselves, a lot of us don't have that option. Mm -hmm. And that starts to show up physically in the body if we don't listen to it. So not only that stress factor with the progesterone going down because we're aging, but also because of the cortisol, when we age, our adrenals, which is what makes the cortisol 
take over making progesterone and estrogen, the little amount that we keep making. Mm-hmm. Our ovaries stop making it. If you're stressed out all the time and that cortisol is having to take over, your adrenals aren't going to have anything left to make that progesterone and estrogen. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're not paying attention to that stress level, so you could go your whole life and think you're just fine with your stress levels and not understand and not believe that what I'm telling you is, no, it, you could have been fine up until now. And now, if you don't listen to it, if you don't start taking care of your soul, if you don't start taking care of yourself, you're going to feel that implication in your hormone. You're going to go through perimenopause with every symptom you can imagine. And so it's like the body's telling you, hey, stop, slow down. What do you want? Hmm. And I try and get women just to like, I just try and say to them, you know, simply, what do you want to do right now? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't you, know. I don't. Right? I just don't know. Yeah, they don't. And you're like, well, have you always wanted to learn another language? Have you wanted to do this, do that? And it's, most women don't have the time, mm-hmm. and it's a very sad thing. And I and I tell them, you might not have the time, but you have to make the time because you, you, you're you're going to feel it. You brought up uh, adrenals, and I've heard others talk about adrenal fatigue. What what exactly is that, and how does that impact someone? So when we're pumping out that cortisol all the time, and so you'll see it in if you're to be testing somebody's cortisol levels. So you first see cortisol high. So it, on those four points that I was doing, you can test for it four points during the day. Mm-hmm. It'll be high on all of them, sometimes way over range, which means you are like pumping that cortisol on. Well, our bodies are extremely smart and that's not healthy. When you've got that much cortisol going on, it also means you've got blood sugar happening. You can, I mean, stress is related to every single chronic disease that is out there, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. It all has a stress factor. You're so your stressing body, me out right I now. know, right? <laughs> so when the body, when it goes so high for so long, and this will happen at different points for different people, the body says, we can't maintain this. This is not healthy. We can't live like this in this state. So we're going to drive down cortisol. So adrenal fatigue is a bit of, it, it, it's, not, it's not your adrenals getting tired. Your adrenals don't get tired. Okay. They're smart and they down-regulate cortisol because okay. it's safer for the body. Mm. You can also, this can also happen if you have infection in your body, if you're, if you're dealing with any sort of chronic issue, like um, if you've got parasites, candida, Lyme disease, uh, heavy metals in your system, if you've got a thyroid problem, there's so many things that your, your body, when it, that is a stress to the body. So it will raise cortisol and it says, mm, this isn't good. We've got, we're, we're dealing with this illness. We need to downregulate cortisol because it's been going too high. We need to preserve the energy. Mm. And so a lot of people, there've been scientific studies that have shown that people that have been shown to have very low cortisol levels and had an infection, they cleared the infection and three days later, their cortisol levels went back to normal. Wow. Yes. It's very, it's really cool. And so it's not always stress per se. Mm -hmm. It could just be a stressor inside the body. Mm -hmm. And so the body's smart and it will down-regulate cortisol and bring you into what's known as adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency. And Mm -hmm. so it's about letting the system know like, hey, we're okay. And, and, And it's not about taking, like, yes, take some supplements. I can tell you all the supplements in the world that will help your adrenal system. 
but it, none of it will get rid of it completely unless you look at your lifestyle and look at, and then that can be some soul searching. Like going back to that, that could be d- diving deep inside and going, what do I need? Where's my, where's my spirituality right now? Like that, mm-hmm. I, that was a big one for me. I it was like, I went through, I turned 43 and I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't, I could feel that I hadn't been in touch with my spirituality for a long time. And it was time to get back to that because mm. naturally as we age, that becomes something that's more important to us. Why is that? Why has it become more important? Before we continue our conversation, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with a friend. I started Inspiration Rising in January of 2019 with a passion to help women and the men who support them be inspired through engaging conversations with female entrepreneurs, leaders, and coaches. And the primary way that people learn about the show is through word of mouth. Because we don't have a big ad budget to spread the word, I rely on listeners just like you to share how the show has inspired them. So if you're enjoying our conversations, would you mind taking a moment and encouraging a friend to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast? They can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, or the Google Podcast app. And if your friend doesn't know how to listen to a podcast, take a moment, be patient, and teach them. Because women in their first, you know, in their 20s and 30s, that's not a priority. Their priority is to procreate. That's mm-hmm. biological. It's also just what's going on like hormonally and it's what's what the world tells you to do, mm-hmm. right? That has to be your priority. And it's not to say those women aren't. So I've always been very spiritual, but there's something to do with hitting the, the your 40s and 50s where you no, you no longer need to care give so much or that's no longer your priority and neither is trying to find a career in most cases, um, relationships in most cases. Like there's so many of those things that we can kind of put on the back. Like it's like, okay, we've dealt with that. That's not our priority anymore. Mm-hmm. And now it's about what more, and men go through this too. It's It's this... A deep, a, a deeper need, like a need for a deeper understanding of life, and for mm-hmm. more, like just, um, like more purpose to it. Like, mm-hmm. why are we really here? And you'll hear mm-hmm. a lot of people saying, "I get a lot of women that come in and say that." Like, just, and they may not say it in those words, but in, and they may may say it in a different way. But it's this: I want more. I want more meaning and more depth. It's not mm-hmm. about the consumerism, and it's mm-hmm. not about all of these things that are around us that the world's telling us to focus on. It's like, there's something missing and it's, and if they can listen to that Mm -hmm. and they can feed that, then they're going to become physically and mentally healthier. It seems like for a lot of us in the younger years, we search for a meaning in the, right. The other, the spouse or the partner career, money, kids, uh, all of those things. And once we've experienced that to some degree, it's kind of like, okay, is there more? Is there yes. more than this? And I find that by someone's 40s, they've experienced some tremendous pain somehow. Yes. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a hope or a dream, the loss of a child, the loss of the health. Um, and that really loss generally plummets people into a sense of a desire for deeper meaning. Yeah, yeah. I think that too, for sure. And we're wiser, right? I mean, if people could tap into that, I know a lot of people that don't. And it's really interesting when you look at the difference between somebody that has no clue 
that there's more meaning to life than this everyday, mm-hmm. you know, in, you know, buying the next new car or the next house to the person that's saying, how could I take the pain that I've endured in my life? And how could I turn this into something positive? How could I learn from this? See why it happened, you know, where you can reflect and be like, Hey, I'm so happy that this happened to me, even though it was tragic, because mm-hmm. now look at where I am. Otherwise we're just masking it probably with food, drugs, sex, alcohol, spending, all that good stuff. Yes. Of yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes people use the term burnout and you have not used that term at this point because I, I mean, I think it's kind of just a nebulous term as opposed to you're talking about more medical things that are happening inside of us. But maybe culturally we talk about burnout and that can happen physically, can happen emotionally, can happen um, spiritually. Um, how, how do we avoid that? How do we avoid what you're talking about here? It doesn't sound fun to avoid because I'd rather keep doing the things that I'm already doing, right? But like, how would you suggest, I know you've, you've said, what do, what do you want? But that's not an easy question for me to answer if I've been mm-hmm. taking care of kids, you know, and having a job and trying to keep my spouse, you know, moving forward. How do I avoid this burnout? Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it a step back a little bit and realize that the go, go, go that we're experiencing, the stress that I'm talking about that's everywhere, it's extremely addictive and it feels good, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because you're not only raising cortisol, you're raising things like adrenaline, you know, the term adrenaline junkie. We get very addicted to adrenaline rushes. And you know, value. These, and value. Because yeah. if I say, Karen, how are you doing today? Yes. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> right? I'd be like, oh, Karen's important. Like, she's an yeah, important yeah. person. Right? Oh, oh my gosh. If women value themselves on how much they can do in a day. Yeah. 100%. If I go, yeah, I'm just not that busy. Oh, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to, or, or women would never be like, because my, my husband will be like, I'm going to go golfing. I'll see you later. And then, you know, six hours later, he comes back like, what woman does that when they're 40? You know what, hon? I'm just going to go chill with my friends for six hours. You watch the kids. See ya. Like, no, never. (laughs) It just doesn't happen like that. (laughs) So we're addicted to the stress. We're addicted to the energy and the value that it brings us. And the value that it brings us, the go, go, go. So, and this is like even scrolling Facebook, watching TV, like keeping your, your mind constantly going and, don't get me wrong. I fall into this. Like I, I will catch myself. I'll be like, Oh my gosh. Like I am just, I can't sit still right now. Mm-hmm. This, this is not good. So recognize that as yes, it feels good. And you think that this is normal, but if you're having these little health implications showing up or you're starting to age, know that it's not maybe healthy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be some balance. So First, that I think I really think that that's the first step because I get a lot of women that say, "But I, you know, I don't mind being. I love being kept busy. You know, I love to go, go, go." And it's like, yeah, but your body—that's not normal to your body. So realize that. And even if all you can do is just simply be quiet for a while, like I just tell myself, "Oh my gosh, Karen, be quiet," because I'll be like going on Facebook and then on Instagram and checking my email and then like talking with my kids and then, you know, reading a book, watching TV. And I'm like, you know, and I don't mean like, don't, you don't have to sit and meditate or pray or, you know, all those things are really amazing. If you can, great. But if you can't, 
even handle the thought of that than just simply turning the radio off while you're driving and just sitting in silence. Going for a walk with no music or anything playing and just simply walk. And even if it's for 10 minutes, if that's all you can do, get up in the morning before your kids get out of bed and sit and have your coffee or tea quietly with the lights off. Maybe read a book or something just that's mellow and quiet that is just downtime. And just simply start implementing those things into your life. That is such a great start. And get over yourself. You are not Wonder Woman. Nobody cares if you're Wonder Woman. And if they do, you don't need them in your life. Start asking for help. Start taking some time off, going on vacation, doing nothing. Go for a six-hour golf game. Like, do it. Get over this need to pride yourself on how much you're doing in a day because it's it's destroying you. We shouldn't be proud of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that you just said was ask for help. Mm -hmm. And... I will say that my wife is the primary caregiver in our home. Mm-hmm. You know, our, even our, our kids are older, uh, 16 and 20. You know, she, the way she describes it is I carry the weight of our household. Like that's how she describes it. Um, and that, that, that those things are on her mind, whether it's, you know, the cooking and different things. Um, and I will tell her, and I don't know if this is always helpful, but I find it helpful as a husband. I go, babe, ask me for help. Ask me to do something, you know? And now she doesn't do this, but I have heard other women go, you should, I shouldn't have to ask you. You should just, mm-hmm. you know, be with me a hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> I, I get it. But most guys are going to have a hard time with that. But if a woman has been empowered to ask, and it might not be a one-time ask, it could be something that it's like, this is happening. I want you to do this on a regular basis or whatever. I've always said to my wife, I go, if you ask me, um, have I ever said no? She goes, no, you've never said no. Great. Awesome. So I need you to ask me because I may not see it or I might not, right? So I'd even say that the women are, that are listening, you may want him to just step up and do it automatically. Okay. Go to counseling. Try to get that to happen. More often than not, though, I think a guy needs to be asked. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. nagged, but just straight up asked. You know, hey, I, you know, I need you to do this. I need, I need to go out. You know, can you, you know, uh, I need you to handle the kids for X, Y, Z. I need you to go grocery shopping. I need you to whatever. I always offer to go grocery shopping, Karen. My wife goes, I don't want to get 10 texts at the store asking <laughs> me if this is the right thing. I'm like, okay, I won't let my husband grocery shop either. <laughs> I don't like yeah. what he brings home. Yeah. No, you're right. You're so right. And women have a very hard time asking. And then they want, they're just like, well, why isn't he stepping up? Why doesn't he just do it? Mm, you know why. I mean, if it look if the tables were turned and you were him, would you not just sit back and let somebody do all these things that they're insisting on doing? And then men just assume women enjoy doing it, that this is their thing, which women are certainly more prone to it, right? Like we, my husband and I, Personally, we have our jobs. Like he does a lot of, like, it's very equal, but he does the things that I can't stand doing. He goes out and gets wood. We were just talking about this. Like we have a wood stove. He has to go get the wood for it. I'm not going to go chainsaw down a tree. You know, like he does all the yard work. He plows the driveway. Like I, I have no interest in that. And in an exchange, you know, I'll do more laundry than he does. And, you know, like I cook more than he because he's not a, he works more than I do. But on the weekends, then he returns the favor and he cooks for me. 
we have this great balance. And so if you have that balance, that's great. We don't need them to be completely equal as far as that goes, but there is that balance and women, women are martyrs. They're just mm-hmm. like, right. they would rather just do it all and feel sorry for themselves. No offense, ladies, but this is true. They would rather do it all, feel sorry for themselves than actually ask for help. Yeah. So, you know, and, and kids too. I can't believe how many parents, what they do for their children. Like we are raising a generation of children that don't know how to do anything for themselves. And that's just, and I think back to like the old days, like imagine what was expected of children, like back in like the night, early 1900s, like they were out plowing the field at three. We weren't like, oh, the let 1980s? me just do everything. Yeah, even totally. What I did when I was a teenager was way more, right? And so it's about, like women will say, I don't have time to cook, so I can't be healthy because I work a lot with weight loss and hormones. And I hear the same excuses. And I'm like, well, how old are your kids? Oh, you know, 16. I'm like, well, what are they doing? Make them cook for you. Even if it's one night a week or help them with a prep cook or do the laundry, clean the house. Like my kids do all of those things. Like I want them to go out of the house and know mom. how to do it. <laughs> I'm so mean. <laughs> Yeah, I tell my kids, I go, from the time I was 12, I was doing my own laundry. I was cleaning the yes. house. I was doing the lawn. I don't know what my parents were doing, but I was doing all those things. And now we live in Southern California where pretty much nobody does their own lawn. Nobody. Oh. I mean, it is, you hire that out pretty much, it, it, you know, in Orange County. Right. So we moved into this new rental home and had a big, big, you know, big yard for lack of a better term, uh, bigger than most yards around. And so, uh, I, uh, found down the street, like four doors down a manual lawnmower, you know, the kind with the metal blades that like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I see the guy left it on the curb and I, I got it and I pulled it up and I said to my son, I go, we got a lawnmower. <laughs> like, what is that? I go, let me show you how it works. And I had him pushing, cutting our lawn with a manual lawnmower for months. He would be, he would just complain and complain and complain. Finally, we got a, a electric one, you know. So we really stepped into the 21st century. But we're still not hiring somebody to do it. I'm having him do it. Good. Good job. Yes. <laughs> That's Kids great. I know. All right. So um, what do I want? That's one question that I'm hearing you say that women should ask. What do I want? Mm-hmm. Another question is asking for help. That's mm-hmm. another question. How can you help? So uh, maybe even now as we're sitting here talking, a woman's driving, she's working out, she's thinking, um, what are some of those areas? So we talked about uh, cleaning. We talked about cooking. We talked about helping with the kids. We talked about, how about this? How about uh, lunches um, the night before? Um, what are some other things that um, somebody uh, listening could ask for help on? Yes. What are some other things? Anything else come to mind? Yeah. And to, don't ask for help and then fill your plate up. Okay. Oh, like so yes. many people do that. Like they'll go farm out the, the, the cleaning, you know, to a housekeeper. Well, then they're just spending that time doing something else. Like that's not the point of this. Like it really is about just clearing your plate away and start small because it is an addiction, like I said, and you have to start small with these things. Even if you're just taking that extra 20 minutes every day in the morning for yourself, if that's where you have to start, great. Um, I say, 
with, with all the uh, food boxes that are, uh, you guys have a ton, I'm sure, in California, like the Hello Fresh is. Is that a, an American yes. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hello, Hello Kitty. Fresh. Hello oh. Kitty. Wait, that's a different one. I don't yeah. Think like <laughs> oh, yeah. So like the food boxes that will save you time cooking or you hire somebody to cook a few. Even I have some clients that I insist that they hire somebody to come into their house and just even put together a couple, you know, salad for the week, a couple casseroles, like do some meal prep for you. And, and women have a hard time spending their money on that, but they'll go out and buy themselves a $300 pair of shoes in like that. Right. And it's like, but you're not willing to spend a few hundred bucks a month for someone just to come in and cook you healthy meals, like Mm -hmm. save you some time. So you're not rushing after work where you could just sit with your kids and have some just downtime. Like there's so many of these, we live in a very automated world. So there you could get, everything done for you really like mm-hmm. besides your own manual care but you know pretty much everything can get like you said you can get someone to do your your gardening you can have someone wash your car i heard recently that you can get someone i think it was go to your house and fill up your car with gas yes i was just like, looking into that yes i can't even believe that i was like whoa yeah. in the winter time i would be all over that but yeah like little things like that but there are things and then when you're ready i I recommend going a little bit bigger if you have to. Like if you think, if you're just feeling that overwhelm, you're feeling like you're just in that rat race and you don't know how to get out and you're not feeling physically well. And I want you to look at the bigger picture and say, what can I be doing here? And for some, it's as big as quitting your job. And, and, and you know, I'm not suggesting to go quit your job, but I'm just saying, look at also the big stuff. Don't just look mm-hmm. at the little things in life. like. Some people, some women that I, they, they, they're working, you know, nine to five, five days a week. Their kids are in daycare beforehand and after school. They see their kids very briefly on the weekends, but they're, you know, they're drinking all weekend because they need that time out to just relax. And I was just talking to somebody about this the other day and she's like, yeah, you know, we're always so hungover on the weekend. And I'm like, oh, like this is, just, this is what so many people are doing right now though. And it's, you got to then look at the coping, it, it's coping. And yeah. so you got to look at this big picture and be like, could I survive on less money and change the job I'm doing so that I can have more time for me and for my children and for my family and to actually live a life, not just mm-hmm. in, be part of this rat race. Sometimes it's a hard thing like leaving your spouse or having that courageous conversation with your spouse to say like, this isn't working this is for working, me. Yeah. You know, like finding a community, moving place, moving somewhere. Like Dave asked me before we got on, why did I move to the mountains? And it was like, that was a huge decision. I hate driving and I moved 30 minutes out of town so that I could live on an acre of property and be near a lake and have my kids grow up in this environment because I knew that that was what was important to me. And it's a bit of a hassle. But now that I've, I'm there, I wouldn't, you know, I would not change it for the world. And it has done all of those things. It's helped us all to relax more, all to come together as a family, live together. Like we go and we chop wood. I make my 12 year old split wood and my five year old stacks it. This is what we're doing. So I'm not saying that this is going to float your boat, but, you know, look at the big picture. And, and if need be, you have to take those big steps maybe you take the little ones first but it may come to the time where you're gonna have to look at what else could I be doing that's on the bigger realm and here's what I want you to ask yourself if you don't do it where's your life going to be in five years 10 years down the road like you really have to think of the worst case scenarios if you keep going the way you're going 
where is that going to take you? Where are you going to be? What's that going to do to your children? So a lot of the time, it's not enough to do it for ourselves. We need to also think about the people around us and the impact it has on them. Mm-hmm. One thing that you haven't necessarily brought up that um, those who are regular listeners of uh, my podcast would know that 11 years ago, I had a, a my own mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I was a workaholic for 10 years. I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week um, as a pastor. And 11 years ago, I just made some really poor choices and um, ended up choosing to check myself into a hospital for three days. And that's the part that you're necessarily not talking about. You know, that's different than a muffin top, right? You're checking into a mental hospital. Um, you know, that, and that is the reality. We don't like to talk about that, but yeah. that is the reality of what happens when you push, 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 push so hard. You end up either making a decision that you wish you wouldn't have made. Um, and, uh, or your, your mind just breaks because you've pushed it so hard that your mind goes, yeah, no, I'm done. Like, I just can't, I can't think, I can't think anymore. It's not fun to talk about, but that does happen to, uh, people regularly. Um, and, and you don't, it's not like you're looking for that. It's not like you're expecting that it's not, and it doesn't come knocking like, well, it does. There are all sorts of clues that come knocking at your door, you know? months, years, weeks in advance of that. Um, but we oftentimes just avoid it because there's something else that's more important to us in that moment other than yeah. our physical or mental health. So I love yeah. I love what you're doing. And people can work with you on hormone balancing, on becoming aware of what's going on inside of them and not just guessing, not just going, oh, I'm tired. They can actually yeah. get like scientific proof and help with you, Correct. Correct. <laughs> how, how can people go about that if they're interested in working with you? Yeah. So as we've talked about today, like I really hit, I try to be very holistic about my approach to weight loss and health for women. So I not only look at your hormones, the state of your hormones, and I can do that through testing. So I do run my own tests. Um, if you can't afford that, I, I will tell you, you know, what to do with your doctor or that kind of thing. But I work with diet. I work with spirituality, the physical parts, supplements, and I kind of put it all together because I really believe there's a place for all of it and you need to incorporate all of it. You need to incorporate that stress reduction, the lifestyle changes, the diet, the hormones, in order to feel your best as a woman, like 100%, they all have to be part of it. So if you go to karenmartel.com, I have a number of different options. I've got a great uh, group coaching program um, that goes month to month, which is, you know, so you kind of use it for as long as you need it. And we hit on all of those things, the nutrition, the spiritual aspects, and and the hormones. And then you can also work with me one-on-one. You can also just do hormone testing if you want to just buy the kit and you can test your hormones um, comes with a 20 minute free interpretation session with me. So there's, there's many different kind of levels of working with me. So you can see it all over at karenmartel.com. And my, my podcast is, is actually all about this as well. I really, it's called the other side of weight loss, where I dive into the spiritual, the physical, the science of losing weight and going to going past the whole dieting and over-exercise um, mentality in order to lose weight. So I see uh, a something missing off of your website. I've scoured it and there's one thing missing. Okay, you ready? Yep. It's the wood chop retreat. <laughs> People come to your house for a week and you make them trudge chop out the wood. middle and they, they, have no, they have no phone, they have no internet, they have nothing and they just go and chop wood. You can charge for that. I could, and people would come. I know they would. <laughs> You'd be one of the first, wouldn't you? 
I don't know. Mr. California. Hey, it's cold. (laughs) Yes. It's very, was it Fahrenheit minus minus four at your house? Minus four. Minus four Fahrenheit minus 20. Is that what you said? Celsius? Yeah. Jeez Louise. It's like 65 Fahrenheit here today. And I'm Ah. freezing. I have a, a heater at my feet right now. Oh, you wimp. Come on. <laughs> and that heater is not like fueled by a like wood that I went and chopped. <laughs> I plugged it in and turned a dial. We're going to have to toughen you up, I think. <laughs> Whoa. Karen, uh, I'm very impressed with all that you're doing. And I love that you uh, not only have a heart for the people that you're coaching, but this scientific mind that's helping them think through and how to get their hormones balanced. I also want to mention that you have a weight loss program and a hormone balancing program. Um, and I know you're not trying to get, you know, helping people with a quick fix of no. lose 10 pounds to get into that dress for the holidays. Right? That's not the point. The point is to help them optimize their whole life. And so mm-hmm. it's called on track. And so when you guys go to uh, karenmartel.com, make sure that you see uh, the on track uh, program as well, because that's an option for you. So Karen, May you survive frigid the winter <laughs> Antarctica. Oh yeah, I'm in Canada. May you survive and thrive. I can't. I just. I can't believe that you do this. And oh, by the way, by the way, as you're describing your home, you're like, oh, I live on an acre. It's like this snowy mountain forest thing. My husband goes out and chops wood. I make my kids chop it and stack it. I'm like. This sounds like a thriller murder mystery film. <laughs> I mean, like every murder mystery film starts, starts out that there. way. The husband's chopping wood. Yeah. <laughs> red scarf. Wait, where'd the red scarf go? It's just in the snow. Where'd the child go? It's a red scarf uh, left. Actually, just quick, just because you said that the last time my husband went, he took the children with him. The children were in the truck and he was out in the middle of this forest starting to chop what he said it was a clear blue sky and then suddenly it went totally black and he got this horrible feeling and the wind picked up and he grabbed his chainsaw and he ran to the truck and he said kids we got to get out of here and he started driving away and trees started to, to rip out of the ground and fall and they missed the truck like right where they had been parked went right beside and they had they not pulled away and then all the way home trees were falling it was like a hor- one of the worst windstorms we've seen and literally massive trees were being ripped out of the ground and laid out on the- and thank god he had his chainsaw because there was trees lying in the middle of the road the main passage road that and he got out and chained and chopped it up so that cars could keep driving he is manly he is manly. and (laughs) and that is not a good selling strategy for the wood chopper treat okay we don't want to say that on that side of the part of the website true we won't Uh, no (laughs) you may be involved in a tree storm but (laughs) karen thank you appreciate it thank you dave Thank you for listening to my conversation with Karen today. Well, this week, may you be willing to ask the two questions that Karen shared during our conversation. What do I want and will you help me? And may these two questions create space for you to experience more hope, peace, joy, and love during the holiday season and all year round.